Welcome back to the Teen Challenger Southern California podcast. Before we get started, we wanted to let you know about a 24-7 prayer and help referral line that Teen Challenger Southern California just launched. No matter what your need is, if you're anxious or worried or stressed, you can call anytime, any day, and a Teen Challenge staff member is there to pray with you. The number is 888-520-0620. Once again, that number is 888-520-0620. We're so glad that you've chosen our podcast today. We know that there's thousands of podcasts that you could be listening to, and you've chosen to listen to ours, and we thank you for that. Up next in this series are the brand new sessions, fresh off the press from our very first Spiritual Emphasis Online. Normally, this is an event that Teen Challenger Southern California hosts yearly at our headquarters in Riverside, where all of our staff and students gather under a tent for three or four days of powerful worship and teaching. But because of what's going on in our world right now, we decided to take the event online and make it a completely virtual event. And what a week it was. We invited the Teen Challenge Centers from around the globe to participate with us. And it was just such a spirit-filled, powerful, life-changing week. We had messages from Don Wilkerson, Jim Cimbala, Nikki Cruz, Gary Wilkerson, and many, many more. Lives were changed forever. Today, I'm really excited that we have a message from one of our own Teen Challenge alumni, Pastor Jamal Alexander. He's the pastor of First Inner City Assembly of God in Los Angeles. One last thing, if you're blessed by these podcasts, Don't be shy to tell your friends and family about them. We encourage you to do so. As you listen to these sessions, our prayer is that you would sense God's presence, that you would hear his voice. And most of all, we hope that you're encouraged in the Lord today through these podcasts. Remember to subscribe today to our podcast if you haven't already done it. Be encouraged today. My name is Jamal Alexander, and I'm a 32-year graduate of Southern California Teen Challenge. Currently, I'm the pastor of First Inner City Assembly of God Church, Los Angeles. I'm a nationally appointed home missionary, and I'm also serving as the executive presbyter intercultural for Southern California District Council of the Assemblies of God. I want to thank Executive Director Ron Brown for the invitation to speak with you today, but also I want to applaud Director Brown for the great work he has done as the executive director of Southern California Teen Challenge. The level of professionalism has been excelled here and we are seeing the product of that professionalism. Now I wanna go forward in the word today. The theme of this virtual spiritual emphasis is based out of the book of Acts chapter 10, verse 36, which basically states that he is Lord of all. Speaking of God being the Lord of everything that's in existence. And that's good news to know, especially in this time of a pandemic where we must wear masks, we must wear gloves, and we must stay six feet away from each other. But God is still Lord of all. But the subtext for today is found in the book of Hebrew, chapter 1, verses 1 through 4. But my assignment from God to speak to you for these moments is out of verse 3. So let me read verse 3. And he is the radiance of his glory and the exact representation of his nature and uphold all things by the word of his power. 
That's Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3a. So I want to extract a few thoughts that are from there for you and I today that I believe will help us as we walk through these challenging moments of life and existence and as you walk through whatever level or stage you're at with Teen Challenge to get to the fulfillment of God's plan for your life. In chapter 1, verse 3a, Paul is writing to the Hebrews to explain to them what Jesus was and who Jesus was. So the text helps us to understand, I believe, at least three major points there. And I'd like to bring those to your attention today. First, it referenced his glory. Now, this is not talking about some shining, which we always think of glory as the shining of God. But no, this glory is from the word doxa, the Greek word doxa. And what it means in this particular text is the opinion of God. That's right, the opinion of God. So now we need to see what Jesus spoke about. Jesus spoke about the opinion of God. No matter what Jesus did, he voiced God's opinion. So God's opinion must be critical. Jesus held on to God's opinion. So God's opinions must be imperative for our success if Jesus himself held on to those and voiced those. I encourage you today to get into the Bible and learn the opinions of God across the board on all subjects and then embrace those opinions, engage those opinions, and then live those opinions out in your daily lives as Jesus did. Uh, Jesus then in John, the Gospel of John in chapter 5, verse 36, Jesus tells us that the witness that he was providing was greater than the witness that his cousin, John the Baptist, provided. And Jesus said, the works that God has assigned him, that he is accomplishing while he's here on earth, bring validity and bear witness that he is from God. So you and I can be assured that those opinions that Jesus lived and expressed are God's opinions. And they worked for Jesus. So I submit to you today, let those opinions work for you. But you've got to learn them. You've got to get in the word. You've got to know what the opinions of God are. Don't learn the opinions of philosophers. Don't learn the opinions of others, but learn the opinion of God. Secondly, we find in this text something that's very important, his nature. Each of us have nature, but this is not some kind of spooky uh, identity or spooky uh, reality. This talking about his nature is the hypostasis which really means a demonstration of his confidence. And Jesus demonstrated the nature of God by showing how confident he was, one, in what his assignment was, two, in how he was going to accomplish his assignment, and three, he was confident in the one who sent him. You and I must embrace those same kind of mindsets that we're confident in, in the nature of God. We're confident in that God has called us. We're confident and what God will do and can do in and through our lives. You see, Jesus was confident. Uh, what we see in Jesus is full confidence. 
He was confident against any and all odds. Are you confident today against any and all challenges that you face? Is there a challenge that comes against you or is there a struggle that you're in the midst of right now that you are not confident that you will be victorious in? Then you're not walking in the nature of God. You've got to be confident. Don't turn your confidence over. Don't let some circumstance or situation cause you to question your confidence. Know that you know that you're going to be victorious and you're going to celebrate with God. And that's what Jesus did. Any encounter, any challenges that Jesus faced, any interactions that Jesus faced, he was confident. And so he was confident against all matters that dealt with life as a human being. You and I must learn to be confident with every matter that deals with life because we are human beings also. The third point that I'd like to extract out of this particular text, first uh, Hebrew, I mean Hebrews 1 chapter 1 verse 3a, is it talks about his power, that Jesus demonstrated the power of God by speaking God's word. This power is the Greek word deutimus, and it's really now talking about a capacity and an authority. The capacity is what we are now contained inside of this body. The capacity is given to us because of the presence of the Holy Spirit. Jesus received the Holy Spirit at his baptism at the River Jordan. He now was given the capacity internally, and he now had to take authority with that capacity so that he could have a victorious life. You and I must know that we have the capacity of God in us. The same spirit that created the world is the spirit that lives within us. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the grave is the spirit that lives in us. We have the same capacity in us of who God is. And that's what we must learn to live with and learn to adjust to. And with that comes authority, not authority over other people. God didn't call us to be a dictator. But God wants us to have authority in life. We can have authority over evil. We can have authority over demonic world. We can have authority over our flesh. We can have authority over our thinking process. We have the authority to be successful. Jesus wrestled. And if you remember, he was in the Garden of Gethsemane. And he said, oh, I do not want to face this challenge of death. But thy will be done, not mine. He had authority that even when fear crept in, he was able to say, no, I have authority over this. Whatever's challenging you, you have authority over it. Whatever's calling you away, you have authority over it. What is ever pulling you astray, you have authority over it. But you have to take that authority. You've got to realize you have the capacity that contains that authority. So what does that mean for you and I today in 2020? It means that you and I must learn to take God's opinion seriously and base all of our lives on God's opinion. Don't take others' opinions. Listen to them, but stand on the opinions of God. God's opinions and views and perspectives are to be our guiding directives. Nothing else is to guide us but the opinions of God. Christ is Lord and Savior gave us the opinions of God. If we want to be successful, then we have to embrace the opinions of God. Secondly, we must embrace the reality that with salvation came a renewing within us. We're now able to do things that we were unable to do before, even for our benefit. 
because now we have something internally. Second Corinthians 5.17 tells us that therefore anyone being Christ is a new creation. Old things are passed away and what? All things become new. Turn to your neighbor and say, look, I'm new and I'm going to be victorious because I'm going to stand on the opinions of God. Thirdly, we must look at something and it tells us that we must recognize and come to the realization of the power that is within us. The power that God gives us that we now have a new capacity to engage the world and we now can provide benefits. Don't be scared because you have the power in you now and the power is greater. And watch what Philippians says. In Philippians 4.13, it says, I can do all things through him who gives me the strength. He's speaking of the Holy Spirit, the same spirit that Jesus received and needed, same spirit you and I have received and we definitely need. The book of Job in chapter 42 helps us to realize something. And Job had been through the struggles. Everything had been taken away from him. Satan had abused him. His family had left him, the ones that were still alive. His wife told him to curse God and die. His friends told him he must have been full of sin. And then in that 42nd chapter, verses 2 through 6, he was having a conversation with God. And he told God, I had been hearing about how you are. But now I know personally how you are are. And once Job made that realization and that declaration, his life turned around. Some of you today are in a spin. Some of you today are in challenges. Some of you today are bound up. But if you will recognize and accept and acknowledge who God really is, God will turn that mess around. He'll take you out of despair and turn that around. He'll take you out of weakness and turn that around. He'll take you from being a coward and make you to be a giant. God will turn whatever it might be around. Who's ever trying to pull you away, God will turn that around. However fear you have, God will turn that around. You've got to acknowledge and recognize who God is, as Job did. If God could change Job's situation and restore him to a greater life than before, how much more can God do for you and I if we only allow him? So I'd like to end by telling you this. It doesn't make a difference what life is throwing at us today or what it may throw at us next year. With God, all things are possible. And with God, he can do everything but fail. And if we're with God, we will do everything except fail. In Hebrews chapter 3, there's one more word I'd like for us to look at just for a moment. And briefly for a moment. And that word is where he talks about the universe. But that word universe is not talking about this solar system that we look at. It's talking about everything in existence and said that God is Lord over everything. And that's great news for you and I today. If God is Lord over everything, what do you have that God can't take care of? If God is Lord over everything, what have you done that God can't forgive you and cleanse you and move you forward with victory? So I submit to you today that we need to, one, embrace God's power. Two, embrace the authority that God has given us. And three, live by the opinions of God. And if you and I do that, we will serve God for the rest of our days. And that's the God that I know. Because that God told me 32 years ago, 
If I know the truth, the truth will set me free. And I've been free for almost 33 years. If you want 33 years or more of freedom, embrace God's opinion. Father, in the name of Jesus, bless my family, bless my friends. Touch the leadership of this great institution. Pour your spirit upon each life. Let each life hear your words. Let your words not return to you void. Let them accomplish what you intended for them to do. Let it be done for your kingdom and your glory. Touch the backslider today. Touch the weaker today. Touch those today that are double-minded. Touch the unsaved today and let them find salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. If you need to be saved and you're not saved today, talk to one of your counselors. Tell your counselor and be honest. I thought I knew Christ, but I don't know him, but I do want him as my savior. And make that commitment to walk in the power of God. And you and I will serve God for another 30 years together in ministry and in fellowship and in family. God bless you, Teen Challenge. Have a great rest of your virtual spiritual emphasis 2020. God bless you. Hallelujah. God bless you. Thanks for choosing the Teen Challenge of Southern California podcast. If you haven't subscribed yet, do it today. It's easy. Go to wherever you get your podcasts, click on our icon, and hit subscribe. A new podcast filled with godly encouragement, spiritual instruction, and teaching comes out every week. God bless you today.